Hello, friends, and welcome back to another episode of Confessions of a PYP Teacher. Welcome to confession number 65, where we're going to look at um, split-screen teaching to spark learning goals. Now, this came out of nowhere. It came because of someone uh, responded to a post on LinkedIn, and it started my mind going crazy. So, as you can imagine, I had to put it into a podcast. So, when you feel comfortable with split screen teaching and many of you do already then you're going to be prepared to turn the ownership over to your learners our ultimate goal with PYP and this is just part of really good teaching is developing learner independence we can use split screen teaching to support you know this process by having learners create their own goals by using the ATL subskills and as a success criteria. So just a reminder, a success criteria is a set of goals we want learners to engage with um, that lead towards, you know, some sort of achievement, mastery, or independence. Some success criteria can focus on year-long goals, while others may be for a short duration um, for a unit of inquiry or less. This is completely up to you, your learners, and, you know, the target. But for this episode, I'm going to focus on how to make learning goals while using the ATLs as a success criteria for a single unit. This will be easier to do, you know, at first, and then you can lengthen your goals accordingly. Just a reminder that split screen teaching model, it looks like this, if you haven't listened to the prior, that you have three columns, um, that are driven by a different purpose that work together, um, more bang for your buck. So thinking about content, that's learning about. So a question we might ask is, what are we gonna learn about, right? So then you go to learning two, which is your ATLs, your skills. So how are we going to learn it? And then there's learning to be, which is your learning, um, learner profile, your dispositions, which is how will we act while learning? Different questions with different processes. And in our last episode, we use several ATL subskills to guide our thinking. I'm gonna zoom into one to model this process and unpack its meaning. So learners have a clear understanding of how to make informed choices. Because at the end of the day, we want our learners to self-select, which is out of the success criteria, what goal do they want to you know, achieve on their own? So if I'm looking at critical thinking and then I go down to analyzing, which is a subscale, there are four possibilities. So let's take a look at them. So number one is observe carefully in order to recognize problems. So when I'm thinking about this, I might wanna show my students how to observe carefully and how it can help them to recognize patterns and potential problems. So what might this look like in a, in a lesson? So thinking about science, at the very beginning of the year, we always talk about science safety tools, right? And we observe carefully the different usage of tools. When we're doing that, decide which tool 
may be best to you know solve certain problems and put your uh, learners through different scenarios with these tools and also look at how using the wrong tool could potentially create some problems this right here is looking at something we've got to learn anyway and getting the learners to come up with you know the potential um, problems um, and also um, carefully observing. Um, so that's one way. Another subskill criteria would be consider the meaning of materials. So when I'm thinking about that, I'm thinking about examining a variety of materials and having learners identify potential connections. So how would that look? Well, a possibility which I adore is providing an inquiry bag of materials of open-ended items that are going to be explored within the unit or maybe not right um, and what I have them do is I have them examine them multiple times for different things so at first I might have them examine examine them for, by properties or classify them whatever way they want to you know whether it be um, living and non-living or by plastics or by color whatever it is their group decides how they're going to order um, these materials because they're trying to consider the meaning of those materials like what are they how do they work why is this important and that's so important um, for them to be able to sort and categorize on multiple possibilities and multiple meanings another possibility is um, this one, which is a subskill, is take knowledge or ideas apart by separating them into component parts. Naturally, what comes to my mind is getting an idea and decomposing its parts, right? Like, how do we break apart an idea um, so that the students can see individual parts and then do something with those individual parts? So the thing that immediately comes to my mind is choosing a concept from our unit that'll drive a lot of the learning and use uh, the Project Zero's uh, visible thinking routine called Making Meaning. Um, when I think of this routine, it's so deep because you have learners in the middle of the chart paper write that big idea. Let's say it's activism or it's um, conservation, whatever it might be. And then each of the students have a chance to voice what's the first thing that comes to your mind when you think of, let's say, activism. And they write these individual words. And then the next round is that you have to respond to someone else's word. So let's say someone says, uh, you know using your voice well what might that look like okay well that might be participating in a peaceful protest right or creating a blog post whatever that might look like um so you're extending on other people's ideas then the, the magical piece is then as a whole we're looking at first the word then our response then someone else's response to my word then we're looking at, okay, all those responses and all those ideas. Well, what's the connection? And you draw between two words a line 
And then on the line, you write what's the connection between those two words. That really makes a deeper connection and it also helps to break down those parts so that you can see those individual parts, what makes up, let's say, activism and really makes it meaningful for kids. So the last subskill is use models and simulations to explore complex systems and issues. So obviously I would show models and do simulations in front of the school, uh, well, in the classroom, I mean, uh, to spark learner interest. Now, one that I used to do a lot in fourth and fifth grade is I'd take a water bottle, um, well, a two liter soda bottle, and I'd puncture two holes with a nail and it separated them apart, and I put the nails into the holes and fill up the water bottle. And what's magical is when you're in front of the room with the, the learners, taking out a nail and seeing that no water comes out. But you take out both nails and the water pours out. And why is that? And so that's fascinating to kids, right? Doing those types of models and simulations really sparks wonderings and gets kids to question deeper. So how can we get our learners um, to engage with all this? Well, we have to do what I've just talked about. We have to model and break down. And then what we're doing after we've been able to break down what does this look and feel like, then what we do is we get them, our learners, to focus on one that they think is still a growth area. That's so important, right? We've broken down the process and said, hey, here's what it looks and feels like. Now, which one is the one that you're going to do over and over again so that it becomes a mastery? Whoa, right? I'm, I'm just loving this. And it puts the ownership onto the learner, not to you. They're the ones who have to collect the evidence. They're the ones that have to prove to themselves, to the parents, to their learning portfolios, whatever it might be, just maybe just simply to themselves, that they have progressed, that they're ready to move on. Attached to that, as we know with the split screen, we need to have them also choose a learner profile attribute, one that's gonna support. That's gonna require breaking that down. Obviously you've done that, I mean, I. I would have broken that down first, the learner profile. Have multiple iterations of images and words um, that student-generated and student-led um, on some sort of bulletin board so that they can have vibrant examples that are going to trigger, trigger. So when they go to self-select those learner profile attributes, it's easy peasy. So here might be a possible student example. Remember, the content's blank because we can do this with math. Um, language, science, social studies, PE, whatever. So here might be one for a student. So learning two, which is our ATLs. How can I create models or simulations to help me get a deeper understanding? That's simple. So this child is gonna focus in on doing lots of simulations, lots of models to help them get a deeper understanding of the content. And remember a model or simulation could be using base 10 blocks, okay? It's not creating dioramas all day, all right? It's about utilizing materials on how can they then be able to um, get a better understanding 
of these big ideas. So the learner profile, learning to be, how can I increase my knowledge by creating? That's just easy. My knowledge by creating, by doing stuff with my hands, how's that going to improve my knowledge? That's deep for a child. So, whoo, I know, so exciting. And imagine the power when students create these goals constantly. And you can have them work on one per unit. Make it easy peasy on you. And of course, you're going to be teaching these anyway, which is going to aid in, you know, to the whole class that you're going to be able to aid in their mastery. Just a reminder, it doesn't matter what content we put in these things, right? The ATLs and the learner profile attributes can be used over and over again. I plan to use these when I work with my next set of teachers to use with students. Will you use them with your learners this week? Because they're so powerful and change the trajectory of who owns the learning. Because remember, it always comes down to this, right? The person who's doing the work is doing the learning. And so you got to stop doing all the work, my friends. With that, have a blessed day and see you next time.